Hey, Real Nerds. There's many ways to enjoy the Real Nerds podcast. You can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and now Spotify and iHeartRadio. You can see what we're up to around town by following us at Real Nerds on Instagram. And if you want to send us your thoughts, you can email us at realnerds at gmail.com or call us at 720-6NERDS5. Like us on Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast or tweet us at Real Nerds. And now on with the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can talk through film. I'm sorry, take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd will come out of the gods. Let's action. This is Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Army of Darkness and Fan Expo 2022, where you can see us there and we'll have Army of Darkness inspired gear and you can pick up at our booth. And um, Brad, your t-shirt is a hit because I have people like my wife texts me to make sure that I put in an order for that shirt. Really? Yeah. She goes, that's so awesome. I need that. And I said, wait a minute. And then she sent me uh, a gif of our, uh, Evil Dead 2 Groovy. So I, I put her in her place. I said, oh, that's from Evil Dead 2. I need Army of Darkness. Uh, to be fair, the logo of the, on the shirt is Evil Dead inspired more than Army of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was a tough, uh, tough design, but I cranked it out. It looks awesome. I mean, because even your mom said, man, I want one. And <laughs> she's my yeah. mom, though. So I could have designed a bag of dog <laughs> shit on the shirt. It would have been great. Do um, you think she would? Like, could you put like a steaming pile of shit on a shirt and your mom would say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> well, she didn't she didn't take one. She just said it was good. So. Um, but yeah, I had a couple uh people order some uh like this year we're not really doing a ton of extras sitting at the booth this year so it was all made to order really uh i ordered a couple extras that we can sell but you know if you're the third person that wants a certain size you might be out of luck so um instead we have some amazing pint glasses in in great abundance because we don't have to worry about sizes that much and anticipating and I can't uh, believe you're not saying like my contribution was held to the nerds, baby. I pretty much designed those. It, I full credit to Ryan. Really, thank you. Thank I've, you. I had design block. Uh, you know, June came up and we're like, "Hey, we haven't designed or prepared anything for this con yet. Uh, where do we start?" And uh, Ryan came through with a bunch of ideas, and um, and I said, "Listen here, motherfucker. This better be Army of Darkness inspired." Or you fucking slacking off, not getting work done, not getting shows up on time. <laughs> That's when Ryan went, This is my boomstick. No. And then you were like, Say, it's like I have the power to put you in jail for overnight if you don't get this shit done. Oh, that's yeah. dark. <laughs> and I'm going to put you in with Big Earl. 
and he oh, don't no. take kindly to strangers. Oh, Maybe sitting next to a couple crackheads will get you motivated. <laughs> I, pref- I prefer medium-sized girl. He's rather decent and likes crochet. Hey, uh, don't let his name fool you. In real life, he's really big. <laughs> <laughs> Mel so, Brooks yeah. fans out there? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Uh, on Twitch, you can actually watch me uh, You know, spend four or five hours putting together the initial designs that I eventually threw in the garbage. And um, I intend to do the reveal of the finals pretty soon here. So, yeah, he was showing them to me and I was like, shit, shit, try harder. A microphone and a chainsaw. Dude, cliche. All right. Yeah. And I said, uh, my seven-year-old could design it better. (laughs) (laughs) Like how many more t-shirts do we have pictures of mics on them, Brad? Come on, do something different. I guess I can do a chainsaw. No, I, I, you know, I like the first one you did, but you pointed out that it looks like a heavy metal logo. And then yeah. I just, I couldn't get over it being on a drum kit. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like the, the circular design, I, I thought it was like, yeah, that's like a good shape for the front of a shirt. But yeah, just the the two mics and the X and the, the, the angular font, it, yeah, I just, I felt like it was a metal band more than Evil Dead. So, yeah. And before people's, um, start saying i'm a jerk i actually liked all of brad's things this is just a character i'm playing where i give brad a hard time you know <laughs> oh, but anyways yeah. people, people are writing in chat they they, they totally thought you were serious so way to Good. clarify clarify <laughs> we'll, we'll tell them i'm not yeah he, he he's playing the character that you see in the real nurse pod show which is exactly not <laughs> exactly Every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we see a new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, I couldn't decide on them, so I just did two movies again. So we have a B-movie this week. Uh, the two movies are Watcher and the Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah. Stay tuned, where we will tell you if you see the films or not, recommend them, play the trailer, and then spoil them. We'll also touch on the big news story of the week and check in Hollywood's big comeback uh, in the box office, which is pretty impressive this week. Anything you guys want to say before we get into it? Um, I don't know. Um, it doesn't Ryan. matter what you say. All wow. right. <laughs> there you go. Ryan, do you want to talk about use the rock? What's up? Yeah. No, I was going to say, do you want to tell them about the thing we did this morning? I mean, when are you going to post it? Like in a month? We'll forget by then. Wow. Wow. How rude. You know, I could bump you up to next week. Who knows? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, you got to be uh, nice Zach, to me. <laughs> Zach and I uh, sat down for his sister podcast, the uh, Yesteryear Ballyhoo Review. I'm not and, even the brother of a sister. <laughs> yeah, and okay. uh, we uh, we discussed one of my favorite actresses, Irene Dunn, and two films, yeah. uh, Showboat and My Favorite Wife with Cary Grant. And Cary Grant made an appearance today in my movie. <laughs> my I was really impressed. What was that? <laughs> One more time. I heard Brad go, my wife. <laughs> started laughing. <laughs> what um, did you say, Brad, Ryan? Cary Grant is in Watcher. What part? I'll tell you in spoilers. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. He's, he's CGI like Peter Cushing. That's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. No, I haven't seen Watcher. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we had a great chat about him. Um, is it in showboat in particular is a very interesting conversation that I think folks will really enjoy, but 
we got to really fawn over uh, Miss Dunn and her illustrious career. She's just a very nice person. You know, no scandal, no nothing. There's nothing like CD to talk about when it comes to Irene Dunn. She's just a very nice person. I know, married to um, one person, adopted children, philanthropist in her later life. Um, only had a 20 year career in film, really. So it's it's kind of interesting. She had like a very narrow range, but there's so many classics packed into there. So, but what yeah, a career. She, Tune into Ballyhoo for it. And if you want to wait, if you're while you're waiting, you can check out Ryan's been on a couple of times. Brad's been on once before. He will be back. Um, Brad talked about Batman 1966, the movie, and it was a fun chat. I still love that chat to this day. It's fantastic. I'm um, over it. <laughs> wow. You didn't like it? Nick? I'm playing a character did- too. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not even not even that cool intro that i did to to honor the opening of the batman movie i really was proud of that it's very sweet of you zach <laughs> oh thank you brad um but yeah no and ryan's been on before for uh Cary grant talk um invisible man talk and uh to be or not to be the ernst lubitsch film with a comedian that i won't mention um so yeah that a lot of things happening over there so but i think we, I'm, I'm pretty sure people are tired of hearing me talk about my bullshit. <laughs> so. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, uh, the first movie we saw was the Bob's Burgers movie. Zach, do you recommend Bob's Burgers, the movie? I do. Yeah. I hadn't watched the show in like eight years. <laughs> um, so it's like since college. So I was really amazed how easy I was able to get back into the world uh it's just really fun uh i like that they incorporated a kind of quasi musical in the mix uh with some of it um and it's just nice watching an animated pg-13 movie on the big screen like it kind of reminded me of going to see the simpsons movie in the theater and just kind of having a blast watching these television characters on a big screen and them creating a film that fits that room so i I really enjoyed it rad do you recommend the bob's burger movie yeah it's fun um i I didn't follow the show. Uh, I think I maybe popped in on one episode once and it was, it was fine. It was funny. Um, the, the movie experience for me because of that felt like I was sitting on, on a, a an hour and a half long inside joke. Uh, Cause everyone else in the theater was like laughing at stuff that I didn't get, but um, yeah, it's still fun. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought it was okay. I have never seen an episode of uh, Bob's Burgers. And I, I don't know, like the the voice acting in it was really distracting to me. Um, having men play women. I, I don't know. I just, it was hard for me to get past that. It's not like, um, you know, Bart Simpson or something. It's an adult man voicing an adult woman. Um but I will say that there is some um, relief. Uh, sorry, Nancy Cartwright, The Simpsons. Yes, that's what I said. Like it's, it's not it's like, like the it's Bart Simpson. Of that. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like it's Bart Simpson. It's um, I don't know. It's distracting to me. But I think what he's some... saying is that it's clearly uh, it's clearly a, a, a an adult man voicing an adult woman. That it's not hidden like Bart Simpson is. Thank you. And so, yeah, I mean, but there is some really, I I love movies or TV shows that have kind of subtle jokes throughout them. And this movie has a couple of those. Here's a trailer for the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, boy. Oh, 
no. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Dad, I don't want to stop your flow, but can you pass the peel off? Oh, God. That's butter. You know what? Butter's better. You have seven days to make your payment. Seven? It's gonna be okay, Bob. Happy, mm. hopeful, mm. kissy lips. Scott, please. Oh! oh, my God. Louise, don't go down there. It's dangerous. Ah! Did you mean to wave your arms all over the place while falling into the hole? Because if so, you nailed it. Yes, it all went great. Sister, police, I'd like to report a, oh. a thing happened. What do we do? Ideas, go. Oh, oh, oh. What's this thing? No, no, no. Ah! I'm so nervous. I know. Can you believe it? Ta-da! Uh-oh. Oh, no! Ah. Ah. Oh. Oh. This is getting awkward. Ah. Son of a butt! Mm, that feels nice. I know, I know. Don't rub my sesame seeds off! I won't, don't worry. They're a cute couple. Eh, I give them a year. Uh, the premise is pretty simple. Um, Bob needs money from the bank to, or he doesn't need money from the bank. He needs an extension from the bank to pay his loan. And then he th- has an idea that maybe he can ask his landlord if he can skip this month so he can pay the bank first and um, not pay his mortgage or his rent. And in the meantime, a sinkhole happens in front of their house and they find a skeleton in there that is a murdered carny. And they're landlord is it good fish fish smell guy i forget his last name yeah, um, fish, fish odor fish odor there we go fish smell close fish, fish something fish fish, fish. <clears throat> kevin Cl- kevin klein is one of them it's an oscar-winning actor yeah and uh so yeah and then uh he gets arrested and the the youngest daughter thinks that it's he's been framed and that's the premise of the movie. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a, uh, well fleshed out episode of the show that is allowed to have cinematic height, but it's not. I kind of appreciated that. Like, I love the Simpsons movie, but the Simpsons movie almost signed, sort of forced this world domination plot with the dome element um which works in the simpsons world because crazier things have happened in the simpsons world but it always felt a little bit too big for itself whereas this one really does contain it to just the happenings on the wharf and it's it's centralized in the world is it carney's thing in the show too i don't remember i don't remember i haven't watched this show since maybe 2012 when i was still in college so i don't know if that was a through line um, so I remember I'm, I'm with Brad. Fish Odor, I, so but... the, the landlord isn't in the show. Yes, the landlord is in the show. Fish Odor is in the show. Kevin Klein plays him on the show. Are his two brothers in the show, and are his brother and the cousin? That I don't remember. I don't remember if Felix or Grover are in the show or not. Um, uh, the um, uh, the like the boy that Tina is interested in is in the show. Uh, Jimmy Pesto, uh, who's across the street, is a, a regular character on the show. Um, the the bullies that Louise contends with are part of the show. Um, so I, 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 I there there are characters from the show itself. Um, I just 
I, it made me want to go back through the show because I don't remember all of these characters. I just remember the main family and fish odor because it's Kevin Klein. I'm going to remember Kevin Klein doing something that isn't, you know, a movie. So, um, but yeah, um, uh, I mean, it, it it seems to capture the world. I mean, I haven't heard anybody like yelling about it on the internet. So it seems like they did just fine. Um, I, I will say the first time I laughed is that it's kind of at the very beginning and the Italian restaurant guy across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some guy who goes by in rollerblades and like um, underwear and he sprays them with water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no reason. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah. They have little moments where the dialogue is really clever. Um, but I, I don't know. I just can never get really fully invested in the world. I mean, Brad, I guess you're like me. Were you ever fully invested in the world? Uh, I, I guess. Um, like, like I, you know, I, I don't have the attachment to it that I do. Like Family Guy or The Simpsons. Like I was kind of learning who everyone was as I was watching it. So yeah, I was, I was a little distant and I did kind of, I think I passed out a little bit once they were like inside that volcano, right? Hey, I almost fell asleep too. <laughs> <laughs> and I never fall asleep in movies, but I mean, I, I got up and, and ran a mile and lifted a bunch of weights, but I was like, man, I'm tired. Or is this movie just kind of dragging? I don't know which one it was. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, that part was a little like. I, I lost track of things. So yeah. Mm. But, like, but the stuff I like, I thought a lot of the one liners were funny and like a lot of it seems a little bit like non sequitur humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I, I can't remember if that's the way the show always is, but it always feels like it's sort of slightly improv or like it flows with their improv. So it allows them to kind of just carry on natural conversation. Um, I don't think it's like Rick and Morty where they literally just let them fly. But um, I, I mean, but I, I can see why it's popular. I mean, it's what, 14 years it's been on the air or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I guess watching it, I prefer stuff like family guy and the Simpsons. Um, it's almost for a cartoon. It's almost too mellow for me. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's, it's very uh, grounded for a cartoon it's, it's low stakes it's very low stakes and i i'm glad in a sense because the, the show from what i remember was never trying to hit anything too bombastic so i was actually kind of s- satisfied to see that they kept it contained but i understand like if you're not if you're into a more broader like family guy sense like family guy would go audacious and i totally understand that so i i get it it's not for everybody well i mean just just today when i was uh running i had a family guy on i just like randomly picked an episode and it's Mm -hmm. the one where peter griffin grows chip his like twin that's like a mini version of him Mm -hmm. and it's just so like whip it's whiplash going from that and then seeing bob's burgers yeah where you know i I don't know i i I, it it was fine plus two i thought like the the villain was unsatisfying, I guess. Um, yeah, like you could see it coming a mile away. And yeah, I guess because I don't know those characters, like there was no impact on it, you know? Like mm-hmm. it, just, it just seemed like, oh, we just picked this random dude um, 
to be the orchestrator of all all that was going on um yeah i just yeah i'm sure people who've been watching that show and are familiar with that character may or may be surprised uh, yeah i don't know i don't know but it is like it's not i i mean i saw this and watcher today and it's not like a, a bad way to see <laughs> a movie i mean i use my lmo season pass and that's in in my opinion that's what that passes for because some movies i'm going to see regardless but a movie where i'm kind of on the fence on you know i'm like you know what i'll go see it because whatever you know <laughs> yeah, that's what i did nice yeah it's it's i think if you're not if you're not a super fan, I don't. I don't even think 20th Century Studios is banking on this making a hundred million dollars like The Simpsons. But it's made for fans, and if you casually walk in and you find yourself in, in, interested in checking out the show, then hey, they've 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 got another audience member. I can say for myself, like like I took Malia to it. She remembered the show, but she like me doesn't remember as much as she probably would if she kept watching it. So mm-hmm. you know, like we both walked out going like, I'd want to rewatch the show. So. You know, like it's 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 done its job for me to want to check it out on Hulu again. So I mean, good job, well done for them. And I will say, I kind of enjoyed the idea of the high stakes adventure in this whole thing being a, a murder mystery. Uh, it, it was kind of fun, and I liked the little carny the the carny town. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I get it. It's not for everybody, but I'm glad you guys enjoyed it enough. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 okay. <laughs> Yeah. The inclusion of, of musical stuff was nice too. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The opening number that. was fun. And yeah. It seemed I don't know uh, what's it Tina the like high school age girl. Yeah, but she's uh, uh, like leaving middle school. Yeah, it seems like the her love interest was kind of tacked on in the movie too. Well, he's part of the show. Like that 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 love love interest. Try, that that love venture has been going on since the first season so like that it's it, i i can understand why it seems tacked on but i assure you it's it's a there's a the the payoff in the film is very nice so good <laughs> yeah Brad, did you see watcher uh, i did not all right well uh Buckle up, boneheads, because I'm the only one who saw it. <laughs> Ryan, do you recommend Watcher? I do recommend Watcher. It is a very interesting, slow burn style of horror mixed with, it's more of a thriller, but there's horror elements, and uh, Micah Monroe is amazing in it, just like she is in pretty much everything she does. Um yeah, here's the uh, here's the trailer for Watcher. Chitu? I, uh... You don't speak Romanian. You don't like? No, it's lovely. <laughs> There's this guy that lives across the street, and he's always looking over here. Looking over here how? Every time I look over there, he's just staring right at me. Hello, darling. Any reason in particular you're standing in the dark? 
Do you feel like coming in for a drink? Yeah. Have you noticed anyone watching you in your apartment? No. This guy has been watching us since we moved in. Maybe he's staring at the woman who's staring at him. found a woman murdered in her apartment. They're saying the woman had her head cut off. A man at the movie theater followed me into the supermarket. Followed you? That's him. I need to know for myself that he's been following me. Sometimes I just look at people. Just tell me what you want me to do. I want you do. to believe me! I was sure that you'd see me. I heard screaming from in here, okay? Just, just open the door, please! Dreaming of an old pretty girl looking back at me. Mm -hmm. But no one has really noticed before. Ryan, what is Watcher about? Oh, great question, Ryan. Let me tell you. Um, Watcher is about a young married couple that relocate to Romania because uh, uh, the husband, Francis, got a promotion and uh, Micah Monroe's character is in between jobs, so she goes out there to support him. And uh, his mother is from romania so he speaks romania romanian and she does not so she's already kind of out of her element and while she's there she thinks this guy who lives in an apartment across the street is watching her through a window and as the movie goes along she becomes a little more paranoid and um no one really believes her that he's following her and staring at her and it kind of just builds from there. Um, it's a slow moving film, but it's done really well. And uh, like I said, uh, Micah Monroe is amazing in it. Cause she's in, I think every scene in the film and what makes it really interesting is how it's shot is, they use a lot of um, wide angles and she's kind of far in the background to give you a sense of sh her being truly alone. And it's an interesting commentary too about how people don't believe women and people think she's just uh, 
par- like exaggerating and it's not really happening. They just happen to live in the same neighborhood and, um, and she meets her next door neighbor and she kind of strikes up a friendship with her and she's slowly trying to learn the language. And there's some, there's a really heartbreaking scene in it where she understands what her husband is saying to the, his friends that he hangs out with in Romanian. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just don't want to spoil it because you guys haven't seen it, but I would say if you like slow burn horror and uh, a thriller aspect and things like that, it's a really well-made film and the acting you, in it's really great. Would, so would you say it kind of emulates a little bit of that need that we might've been having for some nineties esque thrillers where it's more, it you've got a central f- female lead at the focus and it, it, it yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the vibe that I got off of the trailer. I was like, Oh, this kind of feels like it could be a nineties thriller, but it seems a lot more artistic by comparison. So. Yeah. It's um, I always laugh because it's, it's an independent film. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, it's, it'll be on shutter soon because uh, shutter bought it. Um, but it's an IFC midnight shutter but then it has about six other companies involved. And every time that happens, I always think of the family guy as, Oh, who's that guy? Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and it just keeps on showing more production companies. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I would tell everybody it's slow, but it's not boring. Um, Cause it just builds towards something. And it, and it's something to be said about what women go through. And uh you know i in a roundabout way it's you know just like the the amber heard thing where people are so quick to not believe her and side with um johnny depp and and not to the degree in this film but it's kind of this you know the same vibe where oh she's just being crazy she's just paranoid she doesn't know what's going on because she's not from this country. It's a, it's a really fascinating look into that. Uh, I call it victim blaming. And mm. um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's really fascinating in that way. Um, so, yeah, if, if you have an opportunity to see it, I, I would definitely recommend seeing it. If we mm-hmm. wrap up this recording in 20 minutes, I can go see it. Cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, go check out Watcher. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But like I said, if you're into a slow character thriller, then I, w- I would go check it out. If you do want a cup of tea, watch Downton Abbey, A New Era. <laughs> Boo! My, fa- my parents saw it and they said they loved it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I mean, everybody loves it. I've never seen the show and I've never seen the movie, but I, I, I heard it's I good. Have, I have some news for you, though, Ryan. Um, okay. It has tea in it, but not as many biscuits. All right. <laughs> Uh, to call back from years ago. <laughs> I was going to try to watch the movie earlier, but then I remembered all the times that Ryan said he was going to go see a movie and then we ended up having to review it alone. And so I was mm-hmm. like, it's payback time, bitch. <laughs> and then and then I'm a professional and I just go hammer through it like a pro. Yeah, I mean, didn't, didn't have you stumbling over yourself trying to gather your thoughts like it would, like I would have. So I know. Not a great plan. <laughs> Actually, I had fun today. I you know, I took Callan to see Bob's Burgers, and then 
I dropped him off with my mom and I went and saw the uh, watcher. I, I, I love that. I'm starting to be able to do that again where I can see more than one movie in a day. I miss those times. I know. Good times, right? Ryan want to trade lives? No, nah, I wouldn't trade. Mine. It's so much harder because no, no, the no, no. showings are so limited. Like I used to be able to go mm-hmm. watch at nine o'clock and then get out and see the midnight at the Esquire. But now it's you know, the latest thing is usually like nine forty-five or ten fifteen. So yeah, yeah. I um, I mean, I had his. Obviously, I can only use my Alamo once today, so I did that for Bob's Burgers because there was a one o'clock clock showing. And they had kid prices at that time. So, and for all our listeners out there, uh, they're uh, severing ties with Mondo or their contract is up. So if you're in Denver, or I don't know if it's everywhere else, uh, the merch was buy one, get one free. Mm. And when I got it, Kellen got a Freddy Krueger stuffed like animal thing, doll. I don't know what you call them. Plush. Yeah, plush. There we go. And I picked, I, I always love this t-shirt. It's like this little devil boy and it says hot rental. So it looks like a sticker from the VHS era. And um, so I got that and their t-shirts there are $25. When I went up to the register, the employees said, hey man, which one's more expensive? I said, I think it's the t-shirt. I hope it's not the plush. And <laughs> he said, oh yeah, you're right. This is a um, $13.99. So we'll give you an employee discount on that and we'll give you the t-shirt for free. So I paid $10 for those what? two things yeah i got i got charged full price That's... did you <laughs> why what is my life <laughs> yeah was a really tall dude he was super nice to me um no i think so oh yeah um, i had like i mean this guy was like 610 <laughs> oh yeah no what this guy was i guess my height but yeah i got the uh the rewind shirt the blue rewind shirt and the um nice. like mr real face guy and gray shirt and it was i got you know buy one get one free but still it was like a full 20 bucks for one of them so i wanted to get that uh, vhs sticker book but it was 30 bucks so i was like next time yeah i mean if you hopefully they'll have more i'm guessing if we wait long enough they'll probably be 75 percent off you know yeah and then um on the in the backsplash they had leftovers i didn't this is the problem with like me going to see back to the future. Like every time they finally do a movie party, where there's like little trinkets and everything. They had little plutonium vials as what? like handouts and the extras they put on the backsplash. And I was like, Oh God, that's cool. Damn. But I was like, I, I just spent 20 bucks on a t-shirt and I, I, I want to spend 30 on that book, <laughs> which I would get two <laughs> of because one would be free. Yeah. So yeah. And they have all those like ministerial reaction figures. I'm just like, I don't want to collect those, but that's a good deal for those. Oh, yeah. I I don't... Uh, I mean, I collect action figures, but uh, I got an alert from Amazon that uh, the McFarlane three Jokers figures were all eight bucks each, so I got all three of them. <laughs> I spent like $22 on the three Jokers. Yeah, and I wish yeah. I hadn't uh, bought all those pint glasses when they came out, because... A lot of the like leftovers in the backsplash too, you know. Mm. Could double up on those. Yeah. Anywho, uh, you had some news for us, uh, Zach. Yeah, I believe I got some news for you. It's real news. (laughs) 
So, um, there's going to be a sequel to Joker? Nice. Why? Because it made a billion dollars? I guess so. <laughs> Seemed like everything got wrapped up pretty nicely. Did it, though? Uh, the ending is I really mean, Well, not nicely. You know what I mean. The story's complete. <laughs> like, he became the Joker. He's in the asylum. We know <laughs> he'll he escape and fight him. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, See, if it, if I made that film, I would have ended it where he stands on top of the cop car and makes a Joker face with the blood. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have had that end scene where he's in the hospital. Okay, fair enough. Um, but at any rate, um, while nothing has been officially greenlit, Todd Phillips posted on his Instagram uh, a picture of the working script, which is titled Joker Follet Adieu. Um, did I pronounce that right, Ryan? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You mumbled the words together. What? How's it sound? Uh, Folie adieu. No, maybe. F-O-L-I-E-A-D-E-U-X. So that's part part two. Part de. Okay. D-U-P-X is two in French. Uh, the Indian Journal of Psychology or of Psychiatry apparently refers to that term as identical or similar mental disorder affecting two or more individuals. Um, so uh, that could lead some clues as to what might be in store for the Joker sequel. But yeah, nevertheless, it looks like we're going to get another Joker. Um, I'm curious to see what it becomes. Um, the more th- I, I watched it the first time, I wasn't a huge fan. When I saw it the second time, I was more more positive on it. So. I'd be curious to see what they do. Any cool. thoughts on a Joker sequel? No. Yeah, I'm not surprised that it's happening. <laughs> yeah, I figured that was a given. So I didn't think they'd do that. I think the Batman's gonna work better for them than all these Joker films, but that's just me. Anywho. Um and apart from that, there's a picture posted by Chris Hemsworth that uh filming has begun on Furiosa, which is awesome. That's a prequel I definitely want. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hey, Hollywood's starting to actually come back with a vengeance. Let's check out those box office stats. There is no danger zone for Top Gun Maverick as. In a second, ah, yeah, I got, it. I got, yo, right, oh, you. And it's a uh, second weekend. It made ninety million dollars. What the actual F? Yeah, and, and one of the, uh, wow. Brad and I are fifty dollars of that because we went and saw it in forty uh, X. Ah, and, uh, yeah, the chairs move a lot, and it's fun. <laughs> um, uh, without even trying, I've seen it five times now. <laughs> Nice. Uh, it, I liked it in IMAX the most because the sound and picture was incredible. Um, yeah, that's I mean, the only RDX thing I haven't done fun. yet. Uh, yeah. Well, I think this is the last week because Jurassic Park, I mean, Jurassic World is next week. So I know I have to go see it tomorrow, like literally tomorrow. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck. So, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, like one of the like least declines for a blockbuster in ages. Yeah, it's. I think it's the first film that grossed over a hundred and million dollars that had a decline of only like 30 percent or something like that mm. so 
I think they I think they have a hit on their hands. <laughs> I'm I'm more shocked that it's Tom Cruise's highest grossing opening ever. Like that know, doesn't right? seem right. And it's his highest grossing film now because it just passed uh, War of the Worlds. Yeah, like with all the Mission Impossible movies, I I could have sworn they did better than that. Yeah, I, I you know the, the last one did the most at something like 860 million or something. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's kind of a trip. I, I guess it's he's just really consistent. You know, he's always around the two hundred million dollar mark. It's also a little yeah. weird too that um, you know, they're like, oh, one hundred fifty million dollar opening, you know, saving the box office. But I'm like, well, the Batman did one thirty five, so that's like twenty million less a couple months ago. <laughs> like, it's not that much of a I difference. Mean, I I think my I think the the only reason they're saying that's because it's appealing to all people. Mm-hmm. Where, hitting all the demographics yeah yeah um and i think that's why it's buoyed so much i mean today when i went and saw watcher there was this 90 year old couple that were going to see top gun so you know yeah that's definitely I mean, it's moving faster because i think by next weekend it'll probably cross the batman's entire gross wow. so it's it I mean I I didn't think about this until this week is that it's weird that this this movie has been so successful in a world where seemingly superhero IP has been the only one to achieve these high watermarks so it's actually kind of refreshing to see this um but yeah I'm 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 floored by that um there I mean I still have to see it but I'm I'm excited to see that it's doing so well like wait you haven't I, watched it yet nope I haven't gone yet I haven't had, I've had barely a moment to do anything, Brad. It was, it was a miracle to go watch Bob's Burgers. I, I it was a miracle. I was very two things for. and did three jobs. I don't know what you're doing with your time, Zach. Um, I'm moving into an apartment with a lady. Quit bragging, Zach. It's not. I mean, it is kind of bragging, but <laughs> we but get it. My, you're in a relationship. We've known. Yeah. And I produce a weekly podcast of my own as well, so I'm sorry. <laughs> we get it. You like black and white movies. <laughs> and I like to think about Brad while I'm in the tub. Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Was Ryan laughing off mic? Um, anywho, yeah. Wonderful. Cool. So yeah. next week is Jurassic World Dominion which I've been reading reviews and they're all over the place. So be Uh-oh. interesting. Um, Hold on so to yeah, your butts. That, that, I don't know. It's dinosaurs. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, so it should be fun. Um, if uh, the other nurse, Corinne's been really good about sending stuff in. So thank you, Corinne. Um, I don't know if anybody else is going to uh, send something in. If they do, you'll hear that next. Hey nerds, Corinne here. So instead of the usual showtime, today we are instead going to be listening to a trailer and then I'm going to be sharing my thoughts about it. So Netflix just dropped a trailer for its upcoming project, an adaptation of Jane Austen's Persuasion. The movie is set to drop on July 15th. So we're going to go ahead and take a listen to that trailer right now. Hit it, Brad! I almost got married once. There were no two souls more in rhythm than Wentworth and I. And I was persuaded by my family to give him up. My father. Exquisite jawline. He's never met a reflective surface he didn't like. And my sisters. 
I'm just too kind, Anne. That's my problem. I give all of my attention to others and then I suffer for it. Where are your children? How should I know? I would have been a far happier woman in keeping him than I have been in giving him up. It's been seven years. Hey. Darling, at some point, you have to move on. There'll be special guest time. Gallant Captain Wentworth. Is it true he's devastatingly handsome? Look at me, I'm Captain Wentworth and I am handsome. Uh, Captain, meet Anne. Actually, we've, we've, we've met. met. Long ago, not before I was handsome. Your face has matured. Your hair remains intact. Your hair is also suitably appropriate. You still have jam on your face. Now we're worse than exes. We're friends. I think I'm in your way. Perhaps you can correct that. Can I help you with something? Considering what I'd like help with, probably not. Do I sense a romance brewing? He must be after something. Why are you so suspicious? I am willing to work for my titles. Imagine my luck. A flirt and a hard worker. Oh, don't forget rich. How is it that life without warning become flooded with so much newness? I broke his heart. I don't want you to be angry. What would you want me to be? I know how much you value is your friendship. I didn't know if I'd ever see you again, or if you knew how much I cared. Time makes many changes. And not yet so much change. Don't let anyone tell you how to live. Or who to love. Brad. Oh my gosh. What even did we just listen to? This is not Jane Austen. I'm sorry. Um, this movie, at least from, from what I can tell of the trailer, we've just we've got a lot to unpack here. So forgive me. This is just mostly going to be me ranting. Um, first of all, Persuasion is a very mature novel. It is one of, I believe it was the last one that Jane Austen wrote maybe even published. I can't remember. It was all out of order. Um, but this is definitely set later in terms of like a, a heroine's life. You know, Anne Elliot is supposed to be this almost like old maid sort of person who, you know, has kind of just given up on love and, it, you know, has resigned herself to the fact that she's probably never going to end up with anybody. And she had her chance you know, eight, ten years ago, or however long it was, and she was persuaded by her family to let this guy go, and now she very much regrets that. And even though she's had, had other chances for happiness, she still can't forgive herself for what she did, and she she doesn't want to move on. She's still holding on to this guy because she loves him. And it's just so frustrating that Dakota Johnson, who... I'm not going to make any comment about whether she has acting talent or not. I really haven't seen her in anything to make that kind of assessment. I've heard mixed things, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, but then she was also in that one movie that the nerds really liked. So I don't know about her acting ability, but she seems so grossly miscast as Anne Elliot, who's supposed to be very quiet, very mature, very dignified in a sense. Um, 
she, she's really supposed to be more like Fanny Price as far as like an Austin heroine where, you know, when it comes to the colorful cast of characters that is her family, she sort of fades into the background, right? Her dad is just over the top and egotistical and he's all self-centered and her oldest sister is very much the same way and her younger sister is in a similar vein. She's just a hypochondriac and she's always complaining like, oh, headache and I can't do this and I can't do that and she's very high maintenance. And so Aunt Elliot is kind of like the only sensible person in the family. And sorry, but Dakota Johnson just doesn't really come across as that sort of a person to me. And I think the problem is really, the, the casting is one thing, but I feel like the, the script, at least from what we've seen in the trailer, is the real problem. Because they try to do this, like, flea bag, Jim from the office sort of, like, turn and wink at the camera sort of a deal. And I haven't seen Fleabag, so I can't make a comment there. But for... You could do that for some Austin works. Emma, I think they tried to do that a little bit. But you just can't do that for Persuasion. I'm sorry. This is just not the time, not the place for you to do that. You could have done that with Emma. You could have even done that with... I don't know, like, maybe Northanger Abbey. I don't know. Just just leave Persuasion alone, okay? We only have so many adaptations of it, and they're all, you know, they have their merits, but this just feels wrong, you know what I mean? It's it's not keeping in, in the this maturity and this almost kind of melancholic tone that the, the, mo- or, uh, the book and the other adaptations of it have, and it's just, like, too quirky, too upbeat, And, okay, if you don't want any spoilers for Persuasion, the book, I can't say for what's going to be in the movie, but I would imagine they'll keep the key plot points. But if you don't want any spoilers, you know, bow out now. Um, But in the book, um, one of the key plot points that happens is that there's this major accident where one of the women, um, she jumps off of this ledge, the guys don't catch her, and she, like, basically cracks her head open and there's just like blood everywhere and it doesn't she does recover so she doesn't die but um it's still like a very serious thing that happens and there are other things that we get into later but that's actually maybe the most violent thing that happens in an Austin novel that we see like on screen quote unquote where you know there is someone like (laughs) physically getting hurt and that the characters then have to deal with that and she has to have this very long recovery process so it's like this just doesn't fit with that sort of uh, oof again flea bag flea bagging a Jane Austen work you could do that with Emma or maybe some of the others but don't do it with persuasion that's just mm, no 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 So, is there anything to like about this? Not really. The costumes seem to be okay. I don't, I'm not super into, like, I don't know a ton about, like, period costumes. Just for my untrained eye, they kind of look alright. But the hair and makeup is just terrible. There are multiple scenes in the trailer where Anne, played by Dakota Johnson, has her hair down. And I'm like, women of that time period would not have their hair down unless they were... I don't know, maybe going to bed. Even then, I think they had their hair up, you know, getting ready for the next day. They had 
you know, pins and curls and stuff like that. But, oh my gosh, it just annoys the shit out of me how, how wrong this feels. And I'm not alone in this. Everyone else online that I, my fellow Jane Austen fans are rallying and, you know, we all feel the same way about this. Of Like, this is just not not right for persuasion. I'm glad we're getting a persuasion adaptation. We haven't had one in a while. Um, the last one I can think of is, I want to say it was 2007-ish, maybe 2008, um, starring Sally Hawkins, who we know from uh, Shape of Water, and Rupert Henry Jones, who was just recently in The Batman. He's the mayor who gets killed at the very beginning. And, um, it was okay. I kind of like the Syrian Hines version a little bit better. I think that's like 90s. I can't remember the exact date, but, you know, again, each of the previous versions has their merit, but this, um, I, I know I said when the Emma version came out, I wasn't a big fan of it, but man, this, this, like, Emma looks tame by comparison to this Persuasion, um, adaptation, and I say that, you know, as long as it gets at least one person, you know, who had never heard of Jane Austen, excited and wanting to read the novels and engaging with the source material and, like, getting involved in all of Jane Austen's works um, and reading everything, you know, it's a win. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, I don't think it's worth it. That's a really, this is a really high price to pay. Um, but yeah, is there anything about it I like? Okay, three things, and they're, <laughs> surprisingly, they're all about the guys. Um, Richard E. Grant, who they cast as Anne's dad, Sir Walter Elliot, I think is actually a really well-informed casting choice. Um, Richard E. Grant, I've seen him recently in some other stuff, and he does kind of have this sort of, like, just the right demeanor for somebody who's just as self-conceited and self-absorbed as Sir Walter Elliot is in the books. So I'm like, yes, you got that right, movie. Good job. Um... <laughs> I know some people online have been kind of fussing about, like, oh, like, uh, Mr. Elliot, like, he's way too hot, way, uh, so Mr. Elliot, who's Anne, uh, Anne's cousin, who's a love interest for her in the book, um, he, I know, it's, it's a different time, uh, he's, I think he's, like, a distant cousin, he's not, like, first cousin, I don't think, um, but anyway, he's played by, of course, my man, Henry Golding, and, I'm not bothered by that at all. The fact that he's a man of color doesn't bother me. The fact that he's hotter than the guy who's playing the lead, Mr. Wentworth, kind of doesn't bother me to some extent. I think the guy playing Wentworth should be a little bit hotter, but I think they got the general look right because Wentworth is a sailor. He's a, he's a captain of a ship, and he should have this kind of more rugged, sort of weather-beaten look to him. That is kind of a plot point in the book where they, um, Sir Walter thinks, like, all the sailors are, like, really ugly, and then he meets some who aren't, and he's like, wow, you're actually, like, really good-looking for a sailor. <laughs> um, so I think that they got the general look of him right, but I do think he should have been a little hotter, and no offense to the actor who's playing Wentworth, but, um, maybe it's just the hair or makeup or something, but I think he could have been a little bit hotter. Um, uh, but they get the general look right. I think uh, Mr. Elliot, again, Henry Golding's character, he is supposed to be a little bit more gentlemanly looking, like, you know, kind of the classical, clean-shaven, smooth face, um, where, you know, he's taking care of himself. He's put on the sunscreen and all that. Uh, well-manicured sort of a thing. And I think that they get that look right for Henry Golding, 
And they get the, again, the kind of weather-beaten, worn-down sort of sailor look, right, for the, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who's playing Wentworth. And, yeah, the fact that Henry Golding is playing Mr. Elliot instead of Wentworth does not bother me. Because if it was too, you really shouldn't have, like, this really smooth-faced, well-manicured, clean-shaven guy playing a sea captain. You know, somebody who's been at sea for you know, eight plus years. That just wouldn't look right. Um, but yeah, so just needed to rant about that to somebody and figured it might as well be all of you. So thank you for your time. I appreciate you checking in with me and, uh, I will talk to you all next time with something. Bye. Remember you can see us at Fan Expo Denver, July 1st through the 3rd. Um, we will have pint glasses there. And if you want one of our badass shirts, we will have very, very, very little amount and in very, very limited sizes. So yeah. first come, first serve. If, Get them if, off of our hands. If we run out and we have enough interest, we can go do a second run. This isn't an exclusive shirt like past years. Um, eventually, we're going to put all our backstock on a Shopify thing. So um, this is a shirt that we can reorder and reorder. The other ones, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. But so okay. don't, don't feel like if you can't get at the con, then you're out of luck. Ah, oh, Brad, no, we got to create demand. They're oh, out of right. luck. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. yeah there's, no, there's, you'll never get it again. There's only one left of each one. And, you know, it can be like a Star Trek uh, fist fight at the at the booth to get it. I do remember. And, um, and I have a hammer over one of the glasses. So you have no choice but to grab it before I smash it. Yeah. <laughs> Our uh, flux capacitor glasses. I remember when they opened it up for the VIPs early, we had people run over and get it. So yeah, um, make cool. sure that, yeah, if you get it, the glasses do go really fast. So, because, you know, you got to put in the, the fan expo exclusive beer in them. I mean, doy. Yeah. Oh, and the, uh, the glass looks great with a dark soda or lager. So hell yeah, it does. <laughs> um, I saw the mock-up of it. It makes the, uh, the logo and the design really pop. Yeah, and you'll be it'll be really cool. I can't wait to see you know something like Mountain Dew or something in the back where it's green and yeah, or yeah, uh, it look, Mountain Dew Code Red, yeah, yeah, or or a Bloody Mary. Hey, yeah, yeah, so um, many uses. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we're gonna try and get a, a panel. Yeah, right? so stay tuned for that. Anyways, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.